are listening to a podcast from C3 Church Wallandilly. For more episodes and information, please visit our website at c3wc.com forward slash Wallandilly or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash C3 Wallandilly. For many of us, there's been um, some really great highs and celebrations but there's also been some really low lows and, and then all the in-between that comes in between that. So here, we could make a decision that we're going to race through the end of this year. I mean, I've heard so many say, I cannot wait to see the back end of 2020. Can't wait for 2021. But I wonder if in that we're missing something, if we're not actually seeing what the Lord has done. Because I don't know about you, but as you read through the scriptures, I mean, we have the privilege of reading people's stories, don't we? And we get glimpses in to what the Lord was doing behind the scenes or in them and through them and then accomplishing in generations that came after them. And they didn't even get to see that, but we got to see it. And I wonder if our stories that have been written by the hand of God in 2020, We're not always, we don't always get to have a glimpse of what exactly the Lord was doing. But my prayer is that whatever he's been doing in each and every one of us, because he is a a unique God to the person, because he knows you individually. Scriptures, Psalms 139, for I formed and fashioned you in your mother's womb. You were known by him, you were his dream child, and he knew that you would be here at the tail end of 2020. And he knew what you would go through throughout this year, all the emotional highs and the emotional lows, maybe financial struggles, maybe you lost some loved ones along the way. Maybe there were huge disappointments, even this Christmas time, that maybe you couldn't gather together with those that you longed to get together with because you feel like you haven't seen them for so long. In all of that, God has been walking with us. And this is what the story of Christmas, this message of Jesus is all about, that God came to be with us, to walk with us, to be as vulnerable as we are. The birth of Jesus as a baby, how vulnerable, how much more vulnerable could have God become that he actually needed to assign some parents to look after baby Jesus, that he needed to look to Mary and Joseph and say, will you take care of him? Will you raise him? Will you nurture him? Will you look after him in all the vulnerability of children? I mean, we've got children in the room here and they are so precious, but yet we guard them, don't we? We protect them. And God has been the same with you and with me. But sometimes as we grow up, we tend to forget that because life happens Like I said, all the ups and downs, the mundane, ordinary life happens, and we begin to forget, well, God, where are you in the story? Where are you in my story, God? And I pray that you and I would not rush through to 2021 without taking a moment to pause, a moment to just think about all of this year, and maybe you're not used to this, actually, I am, I'll admit it, I'm a workaholic. If I stop physically, my mind doesn't stop. It just keeps chewing over things. The next thing, what's the next thing I've got to do? Oh my gosh, I've got to process this. I've got to do this. And in the rush, God has begun to do a work in me over the last few years of, Ivana, you need to stop. You need to be intentional. You need to really pause 
and let me breathe life into you. Let me speak to you. Let me have moments with you. So as I sat here and I reflected on 2020, this is what I want us to do. I want us to pause. So if you're not comfortable with that, it's okay. Just don't be comfortable with it, but do it anyway. But you might be really comfortable with it. You might have a rhythm in your life where you actually do know how to pause, how to stop, how to reflect, how to ask God into a moment. But that might not be for you, but I want you to do that. Just want you to try this morning to do that. And so let's close our eyes and let's think 2020. What has this year been like for you? What were some of the highs that you had throughout this year? Some celebrations, some moments of that you're just your heart flow, overflows with gratefulness and gratitude. Sometimes it's not until you stop and begin to think that you begin to realize actually there's a lot of things that I'm really, really grateful for that I'm really, really thankful for. And you know, God is a God of miracles and the miraculous. And that's sometimes what we look for always. I wanna see the big miracle. I wanna see the miraculous hand of God move. But God says that his mercies are new every morning and that he meets us in the new day. If we would have eyes to really stop and consider and to look upon him again, and see how good he has been to you. The mundane, that you have food on the table, that you have a roof over your head, that you have someone that calls you friend, that you have someone that you can love, that you can smile at, that you can meet along the way. These are the things that are highs, the highs of God. Or what about some of the lows that maybe happened this year? The loss of a loved one, big low. Finances, maybe a relationship broke up that you didn't see happening. Maybe you saw yourself spiraling spiritually downwards rather than upwards. Maybe your emotional health hasn't been so good. And now how about the in-betweens? So this is what I mean, the mundane. You know, the normal, both joys and frustrations of the day in and the day out. The victories that happen and the disappointments that happen. Gosh, days can be filled with those things, extremes, all over. But I'm wondering, did life this year, did the happenings and others and circumstances of life direct and lead your days? your thoughts and your emotions and your attitudes? Did life do that to you this year? Or were you living with a greater sense of purpose and ownership and understanding that every day his mercies are new, that every day is a gift from God, that every moment and everything I do should be done unto his glory, even in the most mundane and seemingly unimportant and unseen things. You know, if we, it's really an injustice if we enter into 2021 and we don't learn from this year. 
if we don't grow from the happenings of this year, if we don't change, if we don't maybe release some things that have come this year, if maybe we don't forgive some things that we need to forgive or some people that we need to forgive before we enter into 2021, or maybe we need to embrace something or process something. You know, as we enter into 2021 with the highs and the lows, may it be a year that we really understand that God calls us to pause, that actually God causes us to slow down. And he says, don't let life just lead you and take you wherever it wants to take you. Make an intentional choice to say, actually, God, surrender to you. I'm going to let you lead me in my life. I'm going to make choices that are according to your word and your ways and your patterns and your thoughts. But it actually takes you being intentional about it. It means you might have to step out of your comfort zone where maybe you've been used to just being tossed to and fro with life. Who hasn't? Oh my gosh, when things, especially suddenly, when moments come into your world. But instead of letting life lead you, why don't you make a choice to lead your life instead of just living it? To live intentionally. You know, what does this mean? I see this thrown around all the time. And I've been, like I said, doing a self-journey on this. And I love this definition that I found. And it says, intentional living is a way of thinking about your life that's purposeful and deliberate. You make conscious choices and decisions to ensure that what you do each day enables you to focus on what's really important to you. Easier said than done, right? But God makes a way for you and I because we do not live this life that he's called us to live in our own strength. Scripture says that the Spirit of God has been poured into our hearts. He lives within us and He empowers us to live this way. I was reading um, one of John Maxwell's devotions. If you don't know him, he's a great speaker. And he says, intentional living is leading a life of purpose on purpose. It is living each day with the full realisation that every opportunity we encounter, each person we meet provides us a blank canvas for creating a masterpiece that brings God greater glory. Love it. This is what it's all about. For us to live intentionally, it not only impacts our own lives, but it actually impacts the lives of those around us. Well, how, you might say? Well, God's love primarily comes through us to the world around us. A bit like what you said this morning, Pastor Rowan. Love of God in us then pours out of us. And when we don't live intentionally and with a greater purpose and life throws us around to and fro and we think, well, it doesn't matter, it only affects me. Actually, it affects those that God has called his love to be poured out through you to them. And you can't do it when you're being tossed about all over the place. So yes, this will have a huge impact, but we make so many choices in a day. I saw this study and from Cornell University, we make 35,000 choices in a day. Can you believe that? Like when I heard that, I'm like, no way. But then I began to think about how my mind thinks, oh, maybe it's true. 
And about 300 of those choices, you know, are about food alone. I can believe it about me because I'm a foodie and I'm like always thinking, oh, we should get, anyways. And I'm like, no way, that's incredible. So what are your choices? What are the choices that you are making? What are they saying about you that's your priority? What are they saying that's your purpose that you're living for? What's this greater purpose that you're living for? And as a disciple and a follower of Jesus, if that's who you are, then our relationship with him should be the most important of all. And daily practicing the presence of God is vital. A daily discipleship journey with Jesus is vital. Daily relationship with Jesus is vital. You know, often we say things like, we're too busy. We're overloaded and exhausted. They say that actually this year with all the different choices. We've probably had to make more than 35,000 choices in the day. We've just had to make choice after choice after choice. There's that overload and that exhausted feeling. You know, we live our lives on the run and squeezing God in where we can. And we often live off other people's spirituality. You know, when someone shares something about God and you get really, really excited, but you don't really know that truth, but you get really excited because they've got this big truth that they've discovered in God. And it only lasts for a moment, by the, by the way. It's like they walk out of the room, you're like, what were they talking about? Like, really, what was it? But, you know, as a result of this, many don't have or haven't developed their own direct experience and relationship with God. You know, we've got lots of head knowledge. I hear lots of people quoting scriptures. But it hasn't really impacted the heart, if we're really honest. You know, we have lots of, oh, we sing, sorry, about the love of God and the goodness of God. But then when things happen, we fall apart and we panic and we act like God doesn't exist. But you know what, friend? I'm here to tell you there can be a different way. There actually can be. You don't have to live in that place. To truly experience a deeper relationship with God keeps us grounded in his love, in his peace, and in his joy. You know, those words have been thrown around Christmas, or you hear it in the carols. You see it on Christmas cards. The little decorations, you know, they tend to have those words, hope, love, joy. But God actually wants this to be a reality in your world and in your life. And in, in 2020, he wants this to be your reality, that when you look back on 2020, you can say, I saw the love of God in my life. I experienced his joy, which gave me strength to keep going, to keep rising, to keep growing. I experienced his peace even in the midst of the bombardment of news and turmoil and things that were going on. You can experience this. This is not something that we have to chase after, by the way. The gift of Jesus he is the embodiment and the full gift of this, what we're talking about, love, joy, peace, hope, strength, all these things. And he lives in you and in me. He lives in you and in me. But like I said, we have to be intentional about this. So I wanted to give you two things on how you can intentionally live out in 2021 
really earthing this. And my two points are, and I know you're going to say, oh, they're basic Christianity. It's not basic if it's not real and a reality in your world. It's still something you don't know and haven't yet implemented into your life and made a part of you and let it become the very foundation that Jesus wants to build upon in your life. So the first point is prayer. Prayer. Praying. Talking with God. Not just talking to God. Talking with God multiple times a day. Jesus modeled this. Often it would say in the scripture, in the morning, in the evening, he would go aside and he would pray. We see this modeled in the life of Daniel. If you know the scriptures of Daniel, it says that three times was his habit of praying, kneeling before God. King David, seven times it's described that he comes before the Lord. Over and over, we are encouraged in scripture in 1 Thessalonians 2, give thanks, make our requests known to God, pray without ceasing. And what does it look like? What are we meant to do? Well, to give thanks, make our requests known, ask for forgiveness. I mean, Jesus modeled prayer to his disciples. And I don't know about you, but I need God's help all day long. I need it all day. It's not about just having a quick little devotional fix prayer moment in the morning. If that's your routine, great, good on you, keep going. But throughout the day, because you know what? Things come up. Things happen. Reality. Who gets sometimes to the end of the day and you think, oh, my gosh, how did I even get through that day? And you might not even go to bed before the Lord and say, God, I just give you all that. You just go to bed because you're exhausted. But why not begin to make a practice actually throughout the day? I'm going to stop. I'm going to pause. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to ask God in this moment, God, are you with me? Like right now in this encounter that I've had or this situation? Or how about when something wonderful happens? Do you pause and give thanks? God, thank you for that. I hear people pray, car park space. Whatever it is, thank you, Lord. It's talking with him. But then to pause and be silent, this is what I say, you don't just tell God, you actually wait for the Lord to talk back to you. And you know what? He often talks back in Scripture and through Scripture. So that's why prayer with the Word of God is so powerful. You can Google now. You want Bible references for things? You can Google search that. Before, we used to have thick concordances, like heavy books. Now you can Google, hey, I need a Scripture that's going to help me combat fear. I'm feeling fearful today. Find one Scripture. You don't have to read chapters in it. One scripture, pray that all day. Lord, let that be a truth in me. Let that be a reality in me. Pete Scazzaro, who writes Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, he describes it this way, stopping, centering, silence, and scripture. They're really great habits to form. And it might look a bit weird when you're walking down a shopping aisle that you just instantly stop. Now I'm being centered. I don't know. These days, nothing's really weird, really. Like. <laughs> but it, it means being intentional to just stop, come before God, centering, saying, God, I'm coming back to you in this moment. And to bring to the Lord what you're feeling and what you're experiencing is actually a delight to Him. 
sometimes we don't want to trouble God. We think, oh, he just must be so annoyed with me. I'm telling you, friend, it's because you don't know his unconditional, incredible love for you. You've still got to learn it a little bit more. So push against that thought and say, actually, God, you do want to know what I'm feeling right now. You're in this moment of disappointment with me. I remember when I was sitting by a hospital bed with my daughter in that bed years ago, and I had to do this very thing. I had to stop because my, oh man, I was spinning. I had to stop. I had to recenter again. And I had to look for God in that moment. I had to be silent and let him talk to me. And I had to let the scriptures be true that I was declaring over my girl at that moment. And do you know what happened? This is God. I'm sitting there, hospital. Nobody knows where they are other than family and close friends. I'm sitting there, and then the next, I'm doing this very thing, stopping, you know, just quietly sitting there, talking to God. And then someone we knew, who was an Ambo, comes around the corner. And I didn't know that this person actually had particularly helped my daughter. And then they were encouraging me. They called me over, hey. And then they started just encouraging me, put their hand on my shoulder, I'm so sorry. You know, blah, 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 God, da, da, da. And I'm standing there and I'm just like, you know, God, you know. And I, you know, a brother in Christ was able to encourage and I went and sat back down and I just felt the peace and the presence of God and where my world had begun to spin. And I was like, God, I need to, you know, it's spinning. I need to bring you back into this, being intentional about it. And the Lord answered. Now, that's not going to always happen had many moments where I've stopped, centered, and reflected, and gone to the Lord, and nobody else has come into the room, but God's been there, because he's a gentleman, and we need to welcome him into our moments, and another good rhythm, which, by the way, I am still learning, is the Sabbath. Anyone heard of Sabbath? The thing I've discovered, it's not actually about a day. It's about a person, and his name is Jesus. And in Jesus, I can fully unpack. In Jesus, I can fully stop and rest and delight. Oh, I love this. The more I've discovered it. And contemplate his goodness and his love towards me. I'm working on the whole day thing. <laughs> I'd love a day. I've always said to the Lord, there's not enough days in the week for this. But he laughs back at me and says, you'll find it. You'll be right. I've put it there. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is this stopping, allowing yourself to stop and rest and to delight in him. You take your focus off all the happenings and you set time aside to delight yourself in him. And you don't feel guilty about it. I used to feel a bit bad about it, like I'd scheduled some time. I, I would write it in my diary, delighting in Jesus, block out a time. And whatever would happen, whether I'd go for a walk or go sit at the front, sit on my lounge, whatever, I'm going to delight in Jesus. And I would keep telling myself, you're, you're delighting in Jesus right now, Ivana, because I'm ready to go do something else and you are delighting in Jesus. And he, if you cultivate this in your world, I'm telling you, he meets you there. And for some people, Jesus is far off, and he has probably felt far off. But I want to tell you today afresh, actually, he is right here with you. 
He loves you. He is for you. And he wants you to form these. He's placed these rhythms in his word, by the way. You can look them up. But he's done it because he is an intimate God and he wants ultimately a relationship with you. It's incredible that the God of heaven, who's created all universe, everything, chose to have his delight in you. Chose to put that in you. Isn't that extraordinary? Have you even thought about that? Because sometimes we put our delight in things, right? A bigger car, bigger house, better holiday. And if nothing, 2020 has shown us our delight should not be in any of those things. It's in relationship with God, in relationship with each other. So my two encouragements, prayer, if you haven't yet really cultivated a rhythm of that in your world, I want to encourage you to do it. And when it feels awkward and not normal and not what you do, come on, push past that. Just do it anyway. Just do it. And you will find him right there. And this whole rhythm and principle of Sabbath rest, we care. God cares about your well-being. He loves you, spirit, soul, and body. He made you that way. He made us to rest and delight and enjoy him. So why not do it? Let's do it with Jesus. Amen. And as you walked in today, you would have received a little communion cup. They're pretty snazzy, actually. It's our first time using these. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. And I didn't just want to speak about prayer and Sabbath. I want you to experience what this is today. And maybe you're not used to communion, communion, taking of the wafer and the cup. Like I told you, Sabbath is not a day so much as it's a person. And our relationship with God is with a person, and his name is Jesus. And this communion moment causes us to stop, (laughs) to pause, to delight in, to contemplate his goodness towards us. And at Christmas time, we have celebrated the birth of Jesus, but he came for a reason. He came for you and for me and for all of humanity. He came because, like I said, his delight was in us. And he wanted to restore a relationship so that you and I could again have this intimate relationship with God, with the maker of heaven and earth, with our creator. And so when we open and we look at these emblems, the wafer and the cup, we see and are reminded again of the great price that Jesus paid for us by laying down his life, by dying on the cross, by shedding his blood. He paid a high price for you. This is what gives you value. Not what others say, not what the world says, that you have been brought with a high price and his name is Jesus. So right now, I'd just love you to close your eyes. Don't spill your communion on yourself. And hold those emblems. And I want you to focus right now on Jesus. 
you begin to pray, lift your prayer to Him. Open your heart to Him. If it's a struggle, 2020 has been a huge struggle, bring that to Him right now. Lord, it's been a painful year. I feel like I've lost so much. So many disappointments, Jesus, I have. Bring that to Him. Or maybe for you, you just start to lift thanks because you're looking at these emblems and you're going, actually, Jesus, your body was broken for me. Your blood was shed for me. And you said that for the joy that was set before you, you endured the cross. And that joy was that we could be reunited into a relationship with our Heavenly Father, with you, Jesus, and with your Holy Spirit. (laughs) And we are so thankful, so thankful. Thank you that you lived intentionally, Jesus. Thank you that you lived on purpose and with purpose that was greater than the limitations of a human life so that we can come into a relationship with you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So now whenever you're ready, you partake. Give him thanks. Partake. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, our prayer today, God, is that, Lord, as we've paused here at the tail end of this year that none of us could have seen or predicted, God, you knew. This did not surprise you, the year of 2020. And Lord, right now, we would just come and we would lift every one of the cares Lord, every broken spot in our hearts because of this year, we just lift that before you in your presence. And Lord, I'm thankful that your anointing comes, God, that your presence is here with us and that you can bring healing, restoration, God, to the broken places in our worlds. You can be, bring freedom, God, where we feel like we've been bound and restricted. Like that song we sang, you open our eyes, the blind eyes to see. You heal us, God, spirit, soul, and body. Oh, thank you, Lord. You set the captives free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the great gift. And Lord, as we would look to 2021 and that year is going to be a year Lord that's mixed with its highs and its lows and its mundane moments I pray that we will not enter it the same that we will be changed and that we will form these intentional rhythms in our lives God of living Lord for you and with great purpose help us God to have moments of prayer Help us, Lord, also to have moments of Sabbath rest, Lord. Help us, God, to find the rhythms of your grace 
which are beautiful and life-giving. We speak that over 2021. We speak life. We speak, Lord God, your wholeness and your blessing, your goodness all over it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening today. For more episodes and information, please visit our website at c3wc.com forward slash Wallandilly or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash c3wallandilly.